This is Kat from Dining at Disney, and I'm here with Al John. Al John, tell us about some travel deals. Absolutely. We've got the deal that Disney Plus subscribers can save on their trip to Walt Disney World, but now they are opening up the Disney Cruise Line like never before. So if you're a Disney Plus subscriber, you can save on select Disney Cruise Line sailings. And this is awesome. Two full fare guests in each stateroom for up to two staterooms during select cruises next year. That is 2023 if you're listening to this in the future or the past or the present. Uh, all you need to do is embark on this Marvel Day at Sea. They've got really cool things going on there. They also have the new Pixar Day at Sea. So you can celebrate going to the Bahamas, the Western Caribbean, and they leave from Port Canaveral. So you can select from five to seven day cruises, which is really neat. And all you have to do, once again, is be a Disney Plus subscriber. And it's important because they're going to have special procedures for you to follow to make sure that you get the special discount because you have to be the person booking and that person needs to be the Disney Plus subscriber that is booking the trip with Kristen. So that's how that goes. Okay. Well, after all of those many instructions, how can people contact Kristen to book these incredible trips? You can contact my better half at theme parks and cruises at gmail.com. I am also going to talk a little bit about this beautiful microphone that I'm using. Mm -hmm. The Dining at Disney podcast uses the Shure MV7 podcast microphone bundle. Excuse me. Thanks to Shure for sponsoring this episode. Inspired by the legendary SM7B, the MV7 is a dynamic microphone with both USB and XLR outputs for use with computers and professional interfaces alike. Connect via USB and explore additional setup features and auto level mode within our Sure Plus Motive app, which I use. It's very wonderful to control your vocal tone and distance from the microphone. With auto level mode, you can let the microphone do all the work for you. If you're like me, a layman, or like Al John, an expert, it's perfect for everyone. We love them. We love them. Uh, if you want to learn more about the MP7 podcast microphone, you can visit sure.com. That's S-H-U-R-E.com. It'll be linked in our episode notes. And last but not least, don't forget Gator Framework Studio. That's what we're at right now. Stands and accessories for podcasters, content creators, and musicians all over the place. So check it out. They've got great AV and lighting equipment, too, to boost your awesome standing as a broadcast professional on your zoom call or your team's call or if you're just a podcast creator like myself and cat check it out at gatorframeworks.com from the gator framework studio in music city it's the dining at disney podcast you know the thing about good food it brings folks together all walks of life you'll discover all the best restaurants and food as you hungrily explore the disney parks let's do this thing Dining at Disney Podcast with your hosts, Kristen Hetzel, Bubba Alvarez, and Kat Arcori. Welcome to the Dining at Disney Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm not Kristen. I'm reading <laughs> Kristen's script. Oh boy. I went in my head. I went, don't say Kristen. And of course I said, Kristen, uh, I'm Kat. Yay. And I say that like 30 times a day. I should know it by now for the last 35 years, but that's fine. <laughs> Uh, I am an experiential producer. I am a theme park nerd. I am an all-around nerd. And I am here with producer Al John today. It's just the two of us for your listening enjoyment. Al John, how are you? I'm doing well. And uh, hey, Kat, where can people follow you? Because we just want to, we want people to, to follow you on your funny Instagrams. 
Oh boy. My Instagram is at catastrophe at C-A-T underscore A-S-T-R-O-P-H-E, which I'm sure I will say at least one more time during this. This is true. (laughs) This is true. Uh, And you can follow me out at Al John Go. And I am also a fan of Disney food, the Disney parks, as well as Marvel and Star Wars, and also a musician. So um, don't hold that against me. No. But uh, I, I can't wait to hear all about 23 cat yay well if you haven't already make sure to like subscribe and hit the notification bell we're putting out two shows a week so make sure you catch both of them and this one is going to be just aljan and i going off the rails for at least the next 90 minutes so buckle up yes buckle up campers (laughs) all right i uh i was like a lot of people because we are with kiddos um yes typically I, Chris and I love hanging out with you and Bubba and all of our Disney friends at the D23 Expo, but we watched it from the comfort of our own living room while we were with the children and they got excited because they got to see people and Mickey Mouse and people sing their favorite songs from Encanto and Frozen and they were just all excited about it because they're going on their Disney trip soon. So yay. Yeah, they're super excited about it, but I was living vicariously through your post on your Instagram and the Dining at Disney Instagram, by the way. It was awesome. Good. I'm glad. I had such a great time, and I was really glad that I could represent this podcast and my podcast and and the Disney list and whoever else wants to claim me this week. I was really, really glad I could represent all of us, and I got to meet so many amazing people and see so many really cool things, and I can't wait to tell you about them. Well, a little more in detail. Yeah. So I, I know I know that the entertainment panel was an epic panel that happened on Saturday with with yes. all the Disney movie brands, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, did you did you get to, a chance to like, you know, sit through that? Because I know if, if you listen to the Disney list last week, you get to her. You, you heard or earlier this week, actually, you heard Kat and this epic podcast we had which was awesome, but uh, you were there for the entire duration of that three-hour panel. Yes, I couldn't even leave when they started playing Avatar clips. I was stuck, so I was there for the whole three hours. <laughs> that's, that's insane. <laughs> you know, you're not, because Haldi is super huge. Yes. You're there for the duration, and you got to go. You just have to go. I mean, not on yourself, obviously, but I mean, you just got to go, you know, unless you, you have no, one of those. It was, it was funny because the same day was um, the Muppets 60th anniversary, mm-hmm. uh, not 60th, 30th anniversary mm-hmm. of the uh, Chris, Muppets Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite holiday movies. And I was really invested in getting to that panel on time and being there for my reservation. And it just was not happening for me. I was like, this is, there's no way I can run across this entire campus and make it in time. There's no way after three hours of this and plus fighting the crowd, there was no way. Yeah. Did they sequester your, your, your phones and things? Did they put them in bags and stuff this time? They didn't do it. Um, I don't know if they did it for like non-media folks, but all of us media folks, everybody had their computers and their phones out the whole time. That's awesome. It was funny because we got yelled at, not yelled at. Ari, if you hear this, I'm not saying you yelled at me. I appreciate you. Um, we were sternly told that we couldn't take video during the panel. So not we were being really careful about not taking video. And then yeah. it turned out that like everyone else was taking video. 
So I was like, great, at least all my camera photos are live photos. So there's like a little bit of movement in them that I can use. But like, why I would have loved to have the like Rogers, the musical performance recorded to enjoy that unhinged madness later. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The Marvel. I love how they recreated that whole musical scene from Hawkeye. It was incredible. It was, it was completely it was so, unhinged. It was so good, you know, but you know, in the, in the footage that I saw, they, they didn't stream it. They didn't stream that for, no. that was just for the Disney uh, D23 fans. But I did catch some of the live streams from some other uh, folks that were there, but it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was incredible. I was surprised that Kevin Feige was like, you know what we need on top of this three hour presentation a musical number. Yeah. And I was like, all right. I mean, you're in charge, I guess. You're the boss. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so fun. It was so fun. And it was so unexpected. Mm-hmm. It was really unexpected. What other unexpected moments did you have there during the convention? Because there's always those those moments people live for. Um, I would. I don't know if it was like totally unexpected because I figured that they would talk about it. But having Harrison Ford come out during the Indiana Jones portion of the Lucasfilm talk and him being just so emotional and like choked up. Yeah. was so magical. And then on top of that, I saw Kihoi Kwan in two separate panels. And in both panels, the applause from the audience for him was thunderous. People are just so imp- like he's back in a big way. And I'm so glad that he's making a comeback in film franchises that and, and TV franchises, really, that we all already love, know and love. So I'm excited for him. I'm excited. I'm excited for everything. I really am. Everything, everywhere, all at once. You know, it's funny. uh, In in this past episode, you were talking about representation on the Disney list. And I just laughed because Data and the Goonies with Kihai was like my favorite character growing up. And anytime yeah, I'm you sure. See, yeah, you and a million other little kids. Yeah, who, exactly. You know, who needed just love, to see themselves. Yeah, and they and 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 he represented the nerdy, the nerdy character. You know that every every group seemed to have. You know, the Goonies literally Absolutely. is the Goonies to me is the equivalent of the Breakfast Club for high school for for younger kids, yeah. right? Pre 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 teens. The Goonies was everything. And as you grew older, then the Breakfast Club became something that was very representative of me growing up. Um, And I guess there's the parallels in the 90s for the 90s kids as well. But um, that was definitely one for me. And of course, Indiana Jones. I mean, I loved, you know, the Temple of Doom and seeing uh, Short Round in there was was awesome. So I'm so happy that he's back and doing something. But it's uh, great. It's great. And, you know, it's at the right. Not that the forever hasn't been the right time because it's always the right time for people who are incredible actors to have success. But like at the same time as he's coming back, we have these incredible moments happening like Halle Bailey playing Ariel and little girls being able to see themselves on screen at the same time as people like you and I who saw Kiwi Kwan back in the day. Like it's it's crazy to see those uh, trends repeating themselves at the same time it's great it's really really awesome and it's quality yeah like for exactly. me it, it serves the story like uh it serves the story like just don't bring in you know, uh, you know other uh, other races and and other people and stuff just for just for the sake of, of saying you're checking a box but simply make yeah. good content and it just so happens this other person is in there that is representative of 
you know, Asian culture, black culture, whatever it is, or females, you know, or whatever it is, just make content that's really good. Everything else will fall in place. And I feel like Shang-Chi did that really well. And there's so many others. And I'm looking forward to Little Mermaid. I'm looking forward to a lot of the stuff. Just make it good. If you make it good and if the story's great, then it's that's what really matters is awesome storytelling. So good kudos on Disney. Uh, yeah. for making it happen. But, um, you know, I'm looking forward to that, but do you, you know, what, what else, before we get into the meat and potatoes, this, this, these park panel announcements yeah. and how it affects foodies everywhere, what mm-hmm. else, what else do you want to kind of, uh, take away and, and, and leave people with the impression for the D23 Expo this year? Cause it was seem, seemingly positive for people that were there, but it seems like the press is kind of taken a 50 50 stance on on where you know where and how it was affected uh, effective in terms of announcements well i will say that we have to remember that we all just came out of a three-year what i like to call the great pause um (laughs) where a lot of things got put on hold a lot of things had to stop and work had to stop because we had to protect uh our our Companies had to protect their workers and we had to protect each other. Mm-hmm. So right now, I feel like we're getting a little bit of coming back from that pause, ramping up. I feel like we're at that point of the journey, the click, click, click of the roller coaster to get to the top so that we can get back on track and like actually start seeing new things, things that we've been anticipating for a while, things that need to happen to maintain the quality of things that we expect, especially from Disney parks. Yeah. So while we didn't get a ton of new news, new, new, new news, there's a lot of really cool things happening and there's a lot of things that we should be celebrating. And, you know, if you're making the choice to go to the Disney parks and to spend your money there, I I hope that you are getting as much out of it as you possibly can. And I hope that these things are just the first step in the rebuilding of the momentum towards all sorts of new innovations that the Imagineers have been working on, you know, in their backyards while they couldn't go to the office. 100%. I think this is great. So, um, but you know, we've had bad internet connection. We actually wanted to record this episode the day previous. This is dropping um, on Thursday night. So do you have any visual stuff you want to show us just in the event yeah. that this video do cuts you, out? Do you want to talk uh, talk about my my swag before we talk about the Disney Parks panel? Let's talk about it. Might as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, And by the, the way, audio folks, if you want to see the video, it's going to be po- yeah. put on Facebook as well as YouTube. So you can always check out Kat's uh, swag. Yes, please do. Yes. Okay. So the first thing is boring, but I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> okay. So Disney 100 I'm I'm gonna try and stay as close to this microphone while I wave my arms around uh-huh, as possible. Uh-huh. I apologize in advance. Not no problem. <laughs> um, Disney 100, 100 Years of Wonder is coming next year, starting in October. It's the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Studio, and the bags that they're gonna be offering are so fun. They're this like clear Ooh. with the geometric design on them, and then little characters all over with the lo- with the 100 logo, which I love. Love that. So that's fun. I was really excited to see new bags that uh, are recycled. They're made of recycled materials, which we love. And um, they're not going to bleed all over your hands when you get sweaty and you're walking Uh around the park. Yeah. So these are the, these are the Disney park uh, shopping bags. Correct. Nice. Yes. So there's that. That's, you know, start slow. Looks like it could Um, also double as a poncho. 
exactly. It's it, the one that I, they gave everyone the same size. And when I went and got that bag, I literally bought a pin and they handed me that giant bag. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a big old bag. Oh, yeah. Here you go. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, Besame Cosmetics, which is a local brand here in California, uh, had a booth and had some really great products for sale. And the thing that they were giving away is this little uh, Maleficent Raven. Yeah. It's cute. And I guess I didn't figure out how to do this because I'm lazy and also maybe a little dumb, but it's like a shoulder thing. You like put on your shoulder and it's got a little thingy. Oh, it's a magnetic. Is it a magnetic clippy? Yeah. I don't know. Can I make it work? Yeah. Does it work? Perfect. No, it doesn't work. Okay, we'll have idiot. to stretch it out. I got to figure go. it out. It's fine. It's cute. I'm probably going to end up giving that to my mother. I love it. Because, um, you know, she has minions. Nice. Generally. <laughs> um, let's see what else. Uh, okay, so for the animation panel, they gave us posters. Um, the first poster I'm going to show you guys is for Strange Worlds, which comes out this Ew. Thanksgiving. Oh, I love that. Awesome. It's, it's a, pretty cool. It's a nice thick poster stock. I love those. Yeah. ASMR poster. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then the next poster that they gave us is for Elemental, which comes out Ooh. next year, I believe, directed by um, Pete Stone, the voice of Sox mm-hmm. and Scott from Monsters University. Scotty, my favorite. I love. Oh, oh, that's nice. Very nice. Yeah, this one looks really cool. It's about like the different elements and how they interact with each other, but it's based on the story of of Pete's parents uh, immigrating to the U.S. from Korea and having to deal with uh, acclimating to their new surroundings and how people treat each other. Mm, I like it. Which I love. It's so good. Absolutely. Um, I got this other Strange Worlds print. Ooh, that that to me looks like a movie I'm going to love. It looks so cute. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be really fun. Unexpected. Yeah, Strange Worlds, they announced at the last E23 Expo in 2019. Yes. So um, it's good to see more concept art come from that. Yes. And they give the first one was from the panel and the second one, they had like a little photo op, which I'll probably post that photo on my Instagram. It's real dumb with the, the splat character who's like a blue blob. It was really funny. Love it. Um. This next one came in the mail today, actually. I ordered it from Amazon. It's going to be hard to show you this all the way. I should have done this standing up, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. but that's okay. It's all right. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you might know that I have a very large tattoo of the Tower of the Four Winds from the 1964 World's Fair. <laughs> and for uh, Walt's plane, which was on location for D23, they made these really cool prints. This one is from Ooh, the 1964 World's Fair. That's awesome. And it has the Tower of the Four Winds on yes. it. So obviously I have to have that. That is awesome. Pretty cool. Yes. What else? Then the Avatar print that came from the Avatar panel. Oh, there that's nice. Very that's nice. pretty. It is. Um, the oh, here we go. Avengers Campus. Oh, this is the one. Avengers Campus Multiverse Attraction Art. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm so jelly. I love that. With King Thanos there in the middle. Oh, amazing. Love it. Super excited. Yes. Um, Then the D23 member gift was this Disney 100 print that I'm pretty sure um, Zach 
has been posting on his uh the Walt Disney Imagineer Zach has been posting on his mm-hmm. Instagram a lot, but it's got a lot of different characters on it. Mm-hmm. Big Mickey, Oswald, Cap Shield, Boba Fett, all over the place. It's yeah, pretty all, cool. All the Disney emblems there represent. Yeah. Nice and colorful. Very nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then um, they were really nice to give us this uh, Disney 100, the exhibition print as for the press. Nice. So the Disney archives will be traveling. Uh, I'm pretty sure the first exhibitions in Cleveland and then Munich, and then they'll be announcing more. So if you have any interest in seeing the Disney archives exhibitions, keep an eye on their Instagram. I would highly recommend it. Yeah. Highly. I'm with you. Um, Disney Music Emporium gave these little charms out. A little Olaf charm. Nice. It's cute. I love it when they give out swag like that. Yeah. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the point of these are, but somebody handed me these. They're car they're Disney Plus trading cards. They're very oh, thick. Yeah. They're very weird. But Thor, Love and Thunder. Wildcats, High School Musical, of course. There you go. And cars on the road. Nice. I so think they were giving cool. those away every day. And if you went over there, you could collect the, the uh, I guess a set of multiple ones, but it's one of those things. I like a good trading card. That's fine. <laughs> um, This was the giveaway for a uh, corksicle. Oh, that's nice. Is that yeah, a pin? This is fun. Is it a pin? Yeah, it's a pin. Okay. And it's like a tumbler with the mini ears on it. Not very nice. And I also bought a Tumblr, but I'm not going to show it to you because I know my mother's going to watch this and it's a surprise. Okay. For her. Nice. But it kind of looks like this. Very, very good. Um, As the parks panel giveaway, besides the print from the Avengers, they also gave us these really cool Lena Bell pins. Oh, I love that. So you want to talk to us about the new Duffy Lena yeah. Bell character? We love Lena Bell. So Duffy is is Mickey's favorite teddy bear. They're really popular overseas and they're going to have a little TV show now on Disney Plus of stop motion animation. And I think one of them already came out, but uh, Lena is the newest character. She's a detective fox and she walks around with her little magnifying glass to try and find clues to solve mysteries. She's one of Duffy's friends along with Shelly Mae and Stella Lou and Olu and there's probably more that I'm forgetting, but they're all super cute. And yeah. yeah. That's nice. She's a little pink fox. I love it. Yeah. Um, and then I got this from the Hollywood studio store, which is located here in Hollywood at the El Capitan. But I obviously had to have this one. I see Captain America ice cream cone. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, this is another giveaway from the parks panel. It's a rendering of the new Walt and Mickey statue that's going to go in at Hong Kong Disneyland. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's really pretty. Very nice. I love those um, bench. Those bench statues are great. Me too. I love a good icon statue. They're so easy and they're so effective and they're always so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, these pins came from the Hulu FX Netgeo etc etc booth oh oh that's nice i love all the different yeah. pins representing the other sub brands american horror exactly. story american horror story emmy award-winning abbott elementary yes only murders in the building which i'm a huge fan of the show yes cruel summer yep. good morning america of course and then nat geo with the yep. yellow frame these are pretty fun but no handmaid's tale 
No handmaid's tale. <laughs> no. We, they had some Kardashian nonsense happening in the booth, but oh. I abstained from that as oh, well. That's all right. We are American Horror Story fans, so it's okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's see. This is some Thor art. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I love that. Is that the uh, uh, lenticular 3D thing? Or you I can think tilt it's it? just a print. Oh, okay. It looks, looks It's in um, plastic, so I think that's why it looks like that. Oh, cool. Because it's got a film on it. I love it. I hope my brother doesn't watch this. He's getting all of these things for his birthday. Oh, well. I can't go. have any more art in my apartment. <laughs> I know. I was going through all of our posters and like, I don't have anywhere to hang it. <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. I'm like, where am I going to put more art? I have no, I have no room for more. I have to start. There's the, one blank space right here. Gonna ro- start rotating stuff out. Yeah. Um, Disney movie uh, rewards or movie insiders gave this Hercules pin. Oh, that's awesome. And I think it's that if you fill out the whatever, you get the mega pin sent to you, which oh, I'll probably end up trying to do that. That's great. We love it. Oh, just kidding. I missed the deadline. Oh, ouch. Oops. Fine print. Got to read the fine print. Oh, okay. You try. The next two things. The next two things. Well, the last thing is specifically for you, Al John. Yeah, okay. This was given away. It says AvengerCon New Jersey. Yes. From Miss Marvel. Yes. I love it. With an AvengerCon lanyard. Oh, I love it. Isn't that fun? That is so awesome. Um, I haven't posted the picture yet, but they had a photo op where it was like Hulk's fist smashing through the wall. Yes. Super excited to post that picture. I can't wait. Um, then okay oh oh gosh i love you that. guys oh it's the xavier's x-jet from x-men the cartoon x-men 92. 92 yeah you can just hear the theme song oh, i'm so excited for this this is fun i love it um, let's see what else. Okay. Then I got this at the Mickey of Gl- Mickey's of Glendale. It's some Muppet Studios logo hat. I, I also it. got the tote bag, but I don't know what I did with it. It's around here somewhere. I'm for, sure for our viewers, you know, um, that segment of the, of the Disney brand with Muppets just used to be just the Muppets and they changed it to the Muppet studio, which kind of harkens back to the old Muppet show logo. Exactly. Which I love so exactly. much. So it, it makes perfect sense. And uh, between that and the Lucasfilm hat, I think I would choose both. <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. Dad got a Lucasfilm hat from the uh, Mandalorian experience. So I figured he mm. had to have the Muppets too. That makes sense. Yes. Okay. And then lastly, I got oh. one of these. Munchlings. I got a munchling. So we talked about this last week and they're kind yes. of like Zoom Zoom style stuffed plushes, but like very small and food tie in. And scented. Oh, they're scented. It's scented. Oh, that's and a bonus. I wanted, I, I don't like this box. I firstly, I'm going to tell you, I don't like this box only because I couldn't feel what was in here, uh-huh. but he's so cute. Oh, you got the honey pot. It's Pluto. It's Pluto. Now, is that the, oh no, it's Pluto as a cupcake. It's Pluto as a peanut butter chocolate cupcake. Oh, that's cute. I was like looking, I was like, is that a honey pot? No, it's Pluto. I see the ears now. Yeah, it's so cute. And the little cupcake um, uh, green thing. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to, Chris and I are going to talk about it, but we might, we might do a little giveaway mm. for Mr. Pluto. We might do one. We'll I, see. I like it. I like it. We'll see. I, I think they're cute. And then, yeah, right. 
And then lastly, because we're going to move into the parks panel information, they gave away these fun little Ooh. fabric cloths that yeah. say Tiana, Tiana's Royal Adventure on them. Nice. And then during the parks panel, Anika Noni Rose came out in full regalia with 75 dancers and a full brass band to sing several numbers from the princess and the frog. And they had everyone wave their little handkerchiefs in the air. Like they were in new Orleans. It was really lovely. And I, I just, the music from the princess and the frog is unbeatable. It's great. Oh, I love it. I love the soundtrack. So that's going to be great. That's it. Well, I love it. So it looks like they're, they're already working on the re-theming of Splash Mountain to Tiana's Bayou Adventure. So it looks like it's looks like they're going to be having it real soon. It says late 2024 at Disneyland at Magic Kingdom. So look, this time next, uh, well, this time in 2024, what, two years from now? Two years. It's going to be happening, guys, guys and gals. But, you know, the transformation is happening. What I love about this, you know, this is kind of easing our way into the, the parks information. Yeah. Is the fact that it's so colorful, which is something yes. you don't, I guess it wasn't necessarily uh, represented in a lot of the concept art. And mm-hmm. a lot of people are saying, well, it looks like they're trimming back some of the concept art. Hey, look, concept art is concept art. But when you look at now how it's fleshing out and things like that, I don't necessarily think that they're skimping on anything, although they might no. have. But it looks really the lighting effects are great. The co-op story of Tiana's, you know, you know, food co-op and the the water tower looks really great. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this reimagining of, of Splash Mountain. I am too. And you know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Splash Mountain as it is. Um, but I am really excited to see what they come up with and what happens in all those indoor scenes. Um, the outside of, from the look of the model, I think it looks gorgeous and I think it's going to be lit up like a Mardi Gras parade flow at night. So that's it. I think that's a, a big opportunity miss right now with, with Splash it's such a huge imposing mountain and they don't do any sort of lighting effects to it at night at all. It's dark. So getting exactly getting this at addition to it and this as part of like a nighttime experience, I think it's going to be really cool. 100%. I think this, this is well needed. And although a lot of people, including myself and Kristen, we love splash mm-hmm. mountain. I think this is going to be a welcome change because it's going to be so beautiful. And we love Tiana. Tiana's, yes. you know, being the foodie that Tiana was portrayed and, and, and having her own restaurant and living that legacy of the family's food. I think it's going to be great. Just give us the Tiana restaurant already. Yes. Agree. Oh, Tiana's palace. I can't, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I do have to ask you, cause yeah. I know that this is a lot of the discourse online is going on about this specifically. I, I don't feel that this is a fact because not announcing it doesn't mean not happening. It just means not announced, yeah. but they didn't talk about Dr. Facilier in the panel at all. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people have been upset that he's not going to be featured. Do you have an opinion? I think they they're they're quote unquote leaving money on the table by not having him included in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And yes, does it break story? Of course it breaks story, but it's okay. 
it's okay because evil never dies. It just changes energies. <laughs> right. I agree. And you know what? I, again, I think just because they didn't say he's going to be included, doesn't mean he's not going to be included there. They always have other tricks up their sleeve imagineers. And I think it exactly. is good for people to discuss these things. Cause um, I think speculation and, and this discourse is part of the fun that we have as fans of any franchise and especially the Disney parks, because we can sit there and say, Oh, this, that, and the other, but look, it, there needs to be some kind of surprise left in there. Exactly. Uh, to be honest, exactly. because if there is no surprise left, you know, then it's just, Oh, you know, Oh, here, here comes another attraction. We heard about this four years ago, blah, 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 blah. No, let's, let's leave some, some, uh, some stuff to be discovered because that's all the fun. Don't, don't my spoil thoughts, all the fun. My thoughts. Exactly. My thoughts. Exactly. Yeah. But please give us more Tiana food, please. <laughs> please. I want the famous gumbo, please. Yes. Gumbo yes. etouffee. Give me, give me that New Orleans square food that we're missing here at, at, at Walt Disney world, please. <laughs> I agree 100%. Give us all of Tiana's dishes immediately. Yeah. Immediately. I want, you know, here's what they never talk about. They don't talk about the gift shop and how it looks and they don't talk about maybe the additional small restaurant or quick service or whatever they're going to have there. Because let's face it, when something is that pretty outside, it's going to draw people in and you're going to want to sit and have snacks and eat and do all kinds of things. And I think it's just just rife for them to just have that experience out there. Cause it's going to be fun. Um, honestly, like if we don't get a Ray and Evangeline Starlight Express oh. at this point, it's a miss. It's a huge miss. Honestly, please, please. those are the best. I love that. Those characters. Well, we can wax about this forever on a different show, but um, yes, let's move forward. You know, talking about the Disney parks and about food and such. Um, was there any like specific food or restaurant announcements that you'd want to kind of call out because they tend to be kind of swept under the rug because of all the different character initiatives and the different attraction initiatives. Is there anything that stands out to you? So the thing that stood out to me the most, it wasn't specifically a food announcement, but we can infer that it's going to have something to do with food. They're turning the Pacific wharf area of Disney's California Adventure into San Francisco from Big Hero 6, Uh which I think is a great transitional space. We talked about this a little bit over on the Disney list last week, but I think it's a great transitional space. And I think that pulling in what's already there, the Lucky Fortune Cookery and Cochina Cucamonga and the Pacific Wharf Bakery all echo and uh, give that San Francisco feeling to begin with. Mm -hmm. And then building upon that, turning maybe the... Pacific Wharf into, uh, Aunt, oh my God! I said I was going to say Aunt May. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're, yeah. What's her name? The cafe from the cafe with the cat and the where they live. Yes. Oh my God! That's going to drive me banana balls bonkers. Yes, that place. <laughs> Big Hero I'm like, Six. I'm like I'm, I'm so once again Pacific Wharf. It California Adventure reimagined into San Francisco from Big Hero Six, and it'll have a Baymax meet and greet, food yes. and more. A ride was not announced, and I don't necessarily expect there to be one. 
I don't think it's going to be, I don't think there's going to be a ride there. I think it's going to be, like I said, a traditional space with food and beverage. Her name is Cass. Aunt Cass's Bakery Aunt Cafe. Cass's, that's right. I think that would be a really cool retheme. Um, of course, Giardelli's is like a San Francisco staple already. It's already like that. So this is yeah. like, a, a, it's basically a fresh coat of paint with, with some of those, those, uh, you know, they have like the Shinto shrine-esque, you know, bridge you know, ornamentation, which will have and some new lighting yeah. effects in the concept art. But yeah, we're here for it. It's going to look great. Plus, this tells me that there's so much more life in the Big Hero 6 franchise. We already see that Baymax is doing those shorts on Disney+. Plus. They've got, a, they had a series on Disney uh, XD. So mm-hmm. it looks to me like there's going to be more. And in fact, you know, there may be a Big Hero 6 uh, movie on the horizon or another Disney Plus project, which would make, which would make sense. I mean, give us more Big Hero Six because people yes, love please. Baymax. I, I love Big Hero Six. I love Baymax. Furry baby, a hairy baby. I'm into it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be great. Really <laughs> excited about it. I think it's going to be a good retheme. That that area after they rethemed Pixar Pier to Pixar Pier, that area has felt a little tired, and it needs to have facelift. And I think this is a good retheme that's going to build that bridge, no pun intended, because it's San Francisco, between Cars Land, the epicness of that Cars Land facade, and the shiny newness of Pixar Pier perfectly. I think and, it's a great, it's a great choice. Big Hero 6 characters there, and they're going to shoot another Big Hero. They're going to have another Big Hero 6 animated movie. They got to, I think. Oh yeah, because there's sure. so much life left in those characters, and to have them wandering around the park, and with the big hero initiative in terms of their interaction, because um, we saw the Hulk, we'll get to that. Um, mm-hmm. I think it would be great to have that stand, uh, that life-size Baymax character in or out of the armor. It doesn't matter; just give it to us because we'll take Agree. it. Agree. We'll take it. Agree. Agree. One hundred percent. Well, speaking of 100%. the big guy, speaking of the big guy, the Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk, yes. also a walk around character for Avengers Campus, also there on the West Coast. So this is great West Coast news uh, for you yes. because uh, Marvel fans have been clamoring to see the big green Avenger in some shape, form or fashion. And it looks like they're finally going to get it. Yeah, he should be in the park this week. So if you're visiting this week, you should be able to see the Hulk at some point over there in his um, end game time travel outfit. Uh doing his thing over there near Avengers campus. And I think it's really, really cool that they finally got this together. Um, In the Disney Imagineering pavilion, they had one of the talent, talented um, designers who actually came up with the exoskeleton portions of this costume to work around the stilts. I'm going to ruin the magic for you guys. I'm really sorry that I'm doing this. I didn't think about it before I started talking. Go for it. But uh, it's a stilt based costume because obviously the Hulk is several feet taller than an average human man. <laughs> and uh, the exoskeleton that they built around this stilt costume is incredible. I, I am the theme park designer in me is gasping to get a look at how this thing works. I'm sure the maintenance on it is incredible, but it's really cool. It looks great. And I hope that the photo op, he, I'm, I don't know where he's going to be in this photo op. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't I, just, matter. Like, I want to see, like, I want to see him like standing next to 
the standing next to Iron Man. Like that's what exactly. I want. Exactly. You want scale. You want to see scale. Yeah, I want the scale. I want the scale. I want to see him next to the 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 car over there or standing on the roof next to the Quinjet, like hovering over the Quinjet. Okay, I want so, to see that scale. I want to see that. So everyone had been saying it, it for me, it's amazing because I had Mark Ruffalo introduce it and they you did. Had, and it sounds like they were able to grab some voice. Um, they may be having some of his voice capture or at least that sound like, uh, you know, whatever software they use to do the voice of uh, similar voice uh, sound. Yes. But, you know, people are like, oh, why is it, why is the Hulk in the, in the time suit instead of just having him as Professor Hulk or as the, you know, World War Hulk or, you know, armor or whatever from Ragnarok and stuff like that. And I said, it's simple because it's an exoskeleton and you want the performer to breathe and it has to be a little bit lightweight because if you put that latex on on over that exoskeleton a maintenance is going to be a lot more difficult because of all the the movement and then you also are going to have to explain why the hulk doesn't move his mouth and and different things and animatronics and that also weighs down the whole experience so you put a helmet on him where you can show limited movement of his eyes but you don't see his mouth then it makes it so much easier for a performer to come in and and do that stuff so a it's breathable better, easier to maintain, better experience, even though he's covered up, but at least you get to see that, hey, look, this is clearly the Hulk. (laughs) Exactly. And also, not to ruin the, like, magic behind it, but if you pay attention when you see someone on stilts in a Disney parade, especially at Disneyland California Resort, they're always wearing a helmet. Always. For their safety. For their safety, safety, safety. So, exactly. So, putting Hulk inside of that helmet makes it easier for his face to be more recognizable and less digitally animated the way that it is in these films. But also, it gives that extra added protection to those people who are in that costume uh, just in case something, you know, unexpected happens. They trip, they fall, they and faint. Have you seen Have you seen the video of... of um? Wreck-It Ralph falling. Yes. Oh my gosh. I feel so sorry for that person in, in the character suit. I just. Oh, it's, it's bad. It's bad Adrian, when they and fall. People get hurt more often than you think. I will say this. Okay. I don't know if I've ever told you this story, oh. but I work I, I, as if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you know that I worked at Universal Studios here in Hollywood for uh. a, a very long time. And one of my many positions there was uh, dealing with the Autobots. Yeah. Megatron. And the, Megatron, Bumblebee, and Optimus. Uh, Optimus Prime. Yeah. And uh, our first summer with those stilt costumes, they had to walk a quarter of a mile from their first mm. location to their photo location. Oh, my lo- <sighs> The number of times people fell in the street off those stilts holding their 100-pound costume, I had PTSD just from the noise. Yeah, I had I I could tell what was happening before it was happening and I would take off running to try and see if I could get them to not fall and break the costume or their own faces so much so that I went home for Christmas that year and my dad caught his foot on the table and crashed backwards into my aunt and niece's uh, china cabinet and it made a similar sound and I burst into tears. I burst into tears. I was, I had such bad PTSD from watching my friends get hurt for months. It was awful. You know, that those are, 
Well, and those those costumes, I mean, you know, my hat's off to any performer being in those costumes, oh, you know, God, whether, yeah. you know, because you see them at the Disney parks and, you know, it's all great to see Divine and all those other really stilted characters. And then you realize, you know, the parade people and all that. And you realize it's difficult. It's difficult for people to walk in a room full of other people or, you know, in a crowded area, but then to be yes. on stilts and not being able to control or have someone run into you and you have to make an abrupt motion to not run over a child or something. And you're like, oh, my goodness. But, yes. And people think of acrobats as people who are only doing like backflips on tight ropes. Nope. But really, those these guys, they're they're expert performers they might as well be acrobats because they have to have talents they have to have talents that they practice for years and years and years to not only keep themselves safe but to keep you safe when you're standing next to them mm-hmm. well so with the hulk and i and i'm really impressed with it uh, and super happy about it um oh, makes me you know well it's just one of those things that is coming you know to uh to DCA and Avengers Campus. And with that, there is a new e-ticket attraction that is also going to be there. Now, this is different than the one that we were promised uh, just you know several years ago. But I think it's awesome that it's happening, even if it's changing things up just slightly, Kat. Honestly, I think it's the right move to embrace the multiverse saga. Uh, at Comic-Con this year, Kevin Feige announced the multiverse saga, which is going to... I'm assuming end up in a battle world situation where we're going to see a lot of different versions of a lot of different characters. But not only that, because this attraction is going to be mostly video screen based and animation based, I think it's going to make switching those characters out as time goes on a lot easier for maintenance, for updating. Uh, You know, if we get introduced to a new character, especially I'm going to say the M word, I'm going to say it when we get introduced to those mutants, Mm -hmm. they're going to want to put mutants into this ride. Mm -hmm. And having it be the multiverse saga, putting those mutants into this ride when it, that time comes, it's going to be much easier. I'm really looking forward to this. You know, I am too, but I will say that we've heard the the, the screen based rides before, and I'm really disappointed that they haven't given us more scenes in toy story midway mania or toy story mania, because you would think that those, those carnival games, those gallery shooter games would be updated more often, even though the trilogy is kind of, you know, ran out and and already played itself out. I would want more of those type of things, but they haven't devoted any, any extra time to that. Unlike star tours, which they have, and hopefully we'll update more, but um, yeah, I am looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to the big guy, uh, the Hulk being there as well as King Thanos, who in this, uh, this particular attraction uh, where you ride a Quinjet trying to save the world and things of that nature, you're going to be confronted with uh, King Thanos. In his universe, he actually won um, the Infinity War, which was awesome. And that post- King poster, Thanos. Yep. He's got gray hair. He's got, well, he doesn't have Little any beard. hair. He's got a crown, but he's got a gray beard. And uh, apparently he is super, super mad. He's If the Mad Titan was enough, he's a super Mad Titan. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. I like it. I'm excited. I really am. I am too, because that really will be the crowning jewel of uh, Avengers campus at that point. Cause you have three attractions and they're going to be amazing, which I love. So from Marvel and San Francisco over there at California adventure, um, yes. what else can we talk about in regards to the West coast uh, before we move over to the East coast? I mean, Galaxy's Edge, well, I guess, kind of goes to boat for you guys, but on the West Coast. 
Yeah, we're not getting anything new at Galaxy's Edge at this point, except for Mandalorian and the child LBY forever um, will be there doing appearances, which is great, but it doesn't really affect our food. But I will say they've been adding more and more things to the menus over there, Galaxy's Edge on both coasts. I, I assume we'll just continue to get more changes from them. The thing I'm most excited about, um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is coming to the West Coast. Oh, yes. And as part of the... Uh, refurbishment of all of toontown and i'm i'm interested to see what we're going to see in those food kiosks over there because it sounds like they're redoing most of that area um which is really cool and uh you know right now it's kind of boring it's like pizza and hot dogs which is fine because it's an area based for kids but i'd love to see some you know slushy drinks or some specialty ice cream cones or Mm -hmm. something of those of those nature so i'm i'm excited to see that maybe even some you know I like me a specialty popcorn. It's not yeah. a secret. Hey, bring us bring us the infinity cones. We love them. Exactly. 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 Hey, uh, um, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, um, in case you missed it, I think we talked about this on Dining at Disney in the weeks prior, but Porto's Bakery coming to downtown Disney. Porto's Bakery yeah. coming to downtown Disney. Honestly, I was so upset. I'm so upset that I can't have a lot of things for Porto's Bakery, yeah, but sorry. they gave out cheese pastries after the panel to all the attendees. Oh, and I was like, oh, no, I can't have that. Mm. <laughs> but Porto's Bakery, Southern California staple, and one of my personal favorites, Din Tai Fung is going to be coming to downtown Disney, Ooh, yeah. which is a, it's, I'm so excited about Din Tai Fung. Yeah, I would be too. It's going to be great. So those two are coming and I'm sure there's going to be even more announcements in the, in the days to come as they finish the refurb over there. Um, and then Pixar Place Hotel, yes. which we had talked about in the past. And it looks like there are their restaurants going to get a little refurbishment as well. So when those menus debut, we'll be sure to talk about them. But we don't have too much more information about it at yeah. this point. Yeah. And if you like, you know, it's also going to have a Finding Nemo splash pad for those kitties. Yeah. So it's going to be fun, too. We love to see it. We do. And um, the other thing we're looking forward to, though, is what's going on at Walt Disney World. There wasn't a whole lot of stuff announced as Kat mentioned, but we do understand that the light cycle run for Tron is going to be spring of next year. So I'm excited yes. about that. Finally. Yes. It's I been f- five years <laughs> since it was announced 2017 D23. And now we finally will hopefully see it uh, mid early to mid next year, which is great. Um, they're doing test runs. The more test runs we see, the more hopeful I get that it will open soon. How about the Hatbox Ghost? Unpopular opinion. I don't think that they need the Hatbox Ghost in Orlando. Why is that? I just, you know, it's one of those things. It's like when they changed Small World and added the characters here and they talked about doing it there and it never happened. It's one of those things where I'm kind of like, I I go to both parks. And I know yeah. a lot of people don't get to go to both parks. So this is my privilege talking. But I would love for it to be a unique experience in each park. And maybe it would motivate more people to go to one or the other park to see those things. Um, but I, I don't know. Personally, and I know people are going to be like, Kat, you're an idiot. Stop talking. I don't really think that the Hatbox Ghost does that much here in California. It just nothing had been updated for so long. Everyone was chomping at the bit for a new portion of the ride. Yeah, it's not going to happen. No, not going to happen. I love Hatbox Ghost. So albeit 
Disney, you know, Disneyland or Magic Kingdom, doesn't matter. Just bring me the Hatbox <laughs> Ghost. I want it. I want him here. He needs to be hanging out with me uh, and I all his grandeur. Um, so also, let's talk about um, the 100 Years of Wonder show uh, that's re- replacing Harmonious because you did start off talking about the 100 Years of Wonder with the Disney, Disney Parks being a 100-year company. And here we are with a brand new show, which is going to be great. Like Harmonious is fine, but this landmark year celebrating this show for a year, year and a half, however long they decide to run it is all awesome to me. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting. So for 100 Disney 100, which is what they're calling the 100 year anniversary, Disney 100 years of wonder. um, We're going to get a couple new nighttime spectacular. So, uh, World of Color 1 here in California Adventure, Wondrous Journeys at Disneyland Resort, um, and then, of course, this new uh, whatever it will be at World Showcase to celebrate Disney 100, which looks really, it's going to be great. I think they're going to be a lot more um, effects. I think there's going to be a lot more original music. It should be interesting. So they're saying, I don't know how, you know, in depth this will be but wondrous journeys at disneyland resort will feature all 60 walt disney animation studios films to date every single one of them <laughs> yeah so if they can pack all that into the disney 100 celebration at the epcot uh, world showcase lagoon show I, I think that would be really spectacular too they've got like 11 screens to work on so you know that's what dave bossert did by the way i don't know if you knew that or not but he did he did all that um world of color animation and doing all the extra animation and and doing the extended screens where you know it was a smaller screen and they extended out the animation and all the effects and transitions he did all that's rad yeah it's pretty cool so i don't know maybe they might be tapping him to do this one but i you know who knows i hope so who knows it's gonna be cool um yeah in in not so spectacular news everybody loves figment i know i'm a big fan of figment and so is Kristen. cat i know you're a big figment fan but was it me or was the announcement of a meet and greet with Figment a little bit of a whimper at Epcot next year for next year? I know that people have been clamoring for this for a long time and I I don't. Will I get my picture taken with him? Probably. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Do I need it? No. You know what I'd much rather have? Fix the Figment animatronic, please. Yes, please. Thank you. Can you just fix Figment? Thank you. Can you just fix Figment? And and by the way, um, I'm also okay with having Dean Finder with a little Figment puppet do a meet and greet walk around with a picture to, picture too. Because guess what? The the professors teaching there at the Sight Smell uh, Sensory Labs, uh, yeah, I'd want them walking around and and with a look little Figment. I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, you know. I- Bring back the original Dreamfinder. Justice for Dreamfinder. Just fine. Just please. Just do it. You know, you can't get the original, original guy, but, uh, you know, he's still around, I think. He's still around. So, uh, yeah, please do Tony it. Tony Baxter's not busy. He'll do it. Yeah, why not? He could do it for sure. <laughs> um, there's a couple other things that I uh, don't think we're going to. Excuse me. Uh, the most important thing. Go, okay. The most important thing, Kat. The two most important things. Okay. Magic Happens Parade is coming back to Disneyland. 
Okay. My precious, precious dancing Merlin is coming back to Disneyland. Yes. I'm so excited about that. That is cool. And then, well, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Go ahead. What's and the other thing? And then the uh, uh, thing that we've all been wishing for for months, happily ever after, is coming back to the Magic Kingdom, which yes. I'm pretty sure that, you know, by strength of will of the internet trolls, they won. They won. The terrorists won. They're bringing happily ever after back, and I couldn't be happier. It's not a bad thing. I'm okay with no, that. No, it's great. Hey, if you ever want to relive the old show, it's on Disney Plus. Okay. Yes. Hey, um, yes. So, hot takes time. Go. Moana, Zootopia, Dino Land over there at Florida. Okay. Um, I was going to wait till the next show to talk about this, but I feel like it's more important to talk about it now. Let's just do it. This is already starting. Uh huh. Dino Diner was taken out of the park today. Today? Today. It is gone as of today. Today, September 15th. It is no longer in the park. Oh my. That was, I didn't see that coming. Not that no, quickly. neither did I. Ay, ay, ay. So I'm hoping that it's just for like a new coat of paint, but honestly, I think they made this announcement that Dinoland is going to be rethemed in this strategic move so that they could start eliminating those quick service restaurant positions and moving those cast members to other places where they're going to need more cast member staff because Restaurantosaurus and Dino Diner and Trilobites are probably close behind to be closed in the work up to this reimagining as Moana or Zootopia or the good dinosaur or whatever treasure planet whatever they decide <laughs> um but yeah. when i saw that today i was like oh wow we're not wasting any time nope. this is happening tomorrow there are still early stage plans no details on potential attractions other than the fact that zootopia in some form is going to be replacing dino land usa with moana so how they're going to shoehorn all that stuff or even if it makes it out of the gate or if it's all going to be Zootopia or whatever, that remains to be seen. Because once again, yeah. you know, they showed us conceptual art about how it's going to look. But we don't know at the end of the day what's going to happen between now and when it's going to be done. But um, that single piece of conce- concept art shows a land, including Moana's boat on a lake and an aerial carousel ride, which yep. once again, concept. It's a concept, but it's pretty looking. Yeah, I I don't know how I feel about this situation. I'm not sure if Moana or Zootopia or Encanto are the right choices for this park Co- or Coco or whatever oh, the third. Out. I can't no, remember no, what the third well, choice was. So I'm just naming random films. Well, so here's the other clickbaity <laughs> lastness that I think we're we're going to talk about in terms of Disney parks for today. So because as you said, the great pause happened. We were all blipped. We were in our homes for three years. Then we blipped back and, you know, we're so happy to still make it on the other side as you will. And here is the new Disney park stuff. It's the stuff that we announced a couple years ago, but we're going to give you a little bit more, but then we're going to show you these concepts as they say, and they said it multiple times. So feel free to refer back to the video and see and drink every time they say blue sky or concept. Because yes. you'll literally be trashed in like three minutes. So the three themed lands of blue sky concepts, but may or may not ever make it. It could simply be vapor is Coco and yes. Encanto with a casita. And then the Disney villains land and everyone yes. erupted. And then they realized it's not promise. It's not a concrete thing. It's a concept. 
Yes. So they posed a question to the Imagineers and the Disney animation team. What is on the other side of Big Thunder Mountain? And right now on the other side of Big Thunder Mountain is like an office building in a parking lot. But in theory, it could be space for a fantasy land, adventure land, frontier land, tomorrow land, six, a sixth land mm-hmm. in the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> uh, and that land, I guess, could contain any of those three things. Um, and the, what they pitched included riding on the back of an Ale Brihe, uh-huh. battling the Disney villains, uh-huh. and being uh, inside of the uh, casita from Encanto with the M- Mirabelle's family and possibly standing in front of a door and being assigned a gift or like keeping the magic candle lit, saving the magic, what have you. Yep. Um, do I feel good about any of these things? Sure. Do I think that any of them are viable, real things that we're going to see in the next 10 years? Hard stop, no. Right. <laughs> what, what, you know what I think, Kat? Tell me. I think they could possibly open up the Fantasyland extension just like they would at Universal when they had the extension of Harry Potter Land. Yeah. And you're going to go from New Fantasyland to New Villains Land or Villains Villains World. And they're going to have a whole bunch of Disney villains living there. So they're going to have all the good fantasy characters on one side to do a meet and greet. And and then you're going to go to the other side um, or the mirror universe or whatever they're going to call it, because they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're really doubling down on this whole mirror uh, evil universe where they live on the other side. And and that's really cool. Like, it's great storytelling for one. But I think if you took a transport there and you go off and you zip across this magical place into this world of of evil, spooky villains where everybody's there living their Halloween best. 365 days a year mm-hmm. I would, I'd be there for it and so I mean would it be cool absolutely absolutely yeah. I mean we all love the Disney villains there's literally they make their money on Halloween from the Disney villains mm-hmm. we all want to see Hades we all want to see Maleficent we all want to see the evil queen freaking Cruella DeVille throwing that fur coat around on Main Street USA we all are here for all of that stuff and if they can make it happen I'm here for it let's do it I I I don't know if that's like something that I feel like your kids will be in high school before they, that happens. Oh, I feel like this is a 10 year project. Yeah. You know, I feel like this is something that we're going to look back and think of cat when we're doing dining at Disney episode 1000 and we're going to go, Oh, Oh yeah. You remember that? Mm -hmm. Well, it's now called this. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's now called this. And like, do I want to see that? Absolutely. But honestly, I would love to see Tomorrowland have some like real upkeep in both parks, like do the work to make it look nice. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. Yeah. I would love to see some of the more offensive things about Frontierland fixed first. There's a lot of things that need to be fixed there. Yeah. You know, there's, there's so many things that they could be doing Right now, today, tomorrow, 
besides and, getting rid of the dino diner. And they might, and they, and they might, and they probably will. Right. Because I, I so. mean, I, I think hope so. that was the one thing that we didn't get any information about was the upkeep of Tomorrowland and where that theming was going to be going mm-hmm. uh, in the future. So I'm oh. hoping we'll hear more about it soon, but yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot of also abandoned projects like, um, you know, uh, what was it? Mary Poppins in Epcot. Yep. Yeah. Among others that we didn't really hear that have kind of, kind of fallen off. And I understand budget cuts and pandemic and coming from this and maybe going into a session. Oh, that's an ugly word to say. And then you have, you know, all this other stuff that's happening. Yeah. I mean, this is a big, big thing, but I think what really upsets me is when people use this saying it's coming, it's so clickbait. It's so just bottom feeder Disney clickbait for people. And then they get people's expectations all up and and ready to talk about it and, and experience this. And it's not, I I think it's unfair. I think it's cool to see some concept art, but I think, you know, this is Disney grasping at straws um, to try to infuse some excitement into what would be kind of a, uh, you know, a regular, you know, panel, um, because of what happened, that great pause, the three-year pause, if you will, Kat. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree 100%. I can't wait to see what's coming next. I can't wait to see what actually happens. I can't wait to experience it as it comes, but I don't get my hopes up. I just try to embrace what we are able to experience as we are able to experience it. I love if it. If that makes sense. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. And any final words, Kat, in regards to, uh, you know, what you're, what you're expecting there or what, uh, what your takeaways are from the various panels at D23. And maybe you can give us your final thought on how the entire thing went down. Oh man. Uh, my Jerry Springer final thought is <laughs> that I love D23 Expo in general. I love it so much. It's one of the most fun times I have at at conventions. And I do go to a lot of conventions uh, during the year. I'm excited. I'm happy that I was able to represent us. I'm excited and happy that I was able to see all the incredible things that I was able to see. There are so many projects in the pipeline at Disney, at Marvel and Lucasfilm with so many beautiful faces working on stage in front of the camera, behind the camera, in the offices, at the theme parks. And I wish nothing but success for all of those people who do that hard work. Not that this is a hot take about Bob Chapek or whatever. I just would love for those people who make the content and the experiences that we love and love to have and watch and consume and eat I would love for those people to know that we are here every week, twice a week, talking about this nonsense because of their hard work and that we appreciate them and everything that we do, they do, that we hope every single one of them is happy and healthy and that in two years or whenever the next Disney D23 Expo is, D23 Expo 2024, most likely, that some of this news that we heard today, that you heard today, that I heard last week, some of these films that were announced, I, we will have been able to see. Some of these series we will have been able to watch. Some of these attractions we'll have been able to experience. And I hope that we look back on this time as a time of rebuilding 
and we can all be proud of it and proud of each other and continue to celebrate each other and that's it that's all i i want to take away from this experience i had a great time i met a lot of cool people i'm thankful that uh i'm healthy i'm thankful that you're healthy i'm thankful that knock on wood nobody that i know got sick after the convention because after star wars a lot of people got sick mm-hmm. so my takeaway is just that i am thankful to everyone i know it probably sounds like i'm i'm losing my mind right now but that's okay no it's important it, it, you know i just i hope that everyone knows how appreciative myself and you and kristen and bubba are that we get to do this twice a week and talk about these experiences and go to these places and eat these delicious things and yeah Let's just keep doing it. Even if we're out here talking smack about Dino Diner and Zootopia, we do it from, you know, to the bottom of, of our love. hearts. Yeah. <laughs> it comes from a place of love because we're fans. Exactly. And we just love, we love what Disney brings to our life, which is escapism, which is joy, which is a lot of love and camaraderie and friendship. And um, my hot, hot take, first of all, I was going to simply just let you write out the show, but I'm going to say something. um for 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 the suits it's a it's a hard job i know i know just it's hard to satisfy everybody but don't please never forget that we are not yield we are not numbers we are people and hopefully everything that comes from your pr department will continue to recognize us as people that love the brand and just want the very best for experiences but we are not just numbers or yield yield management. We're not the manage. We're not the yield to be managed. We're the Agree. yield. We, you know, so just please <laughs> don't refer to us as just plain numbers because that's not what we are. Disney is about love and about a legacy, and um, and just please always rem- remind yourself of that. You know, and the PR people too. <laughs> um. Now that now that we've gone through all of that, um Kristen was not here to keep us on track today. We, you know, we no, need this you, is Kristen important. and Bubba. There was so much to talk about today. I know, I know. All right. And besides, well, we besides, hope you enjoyed today's besides, show. Hold on, but it's not every day that you and I get to host a show together. That's true. That's true. You know, That's true. It's me Coming and Kristen soon, or... Kat and Al John hour. Yeah, exactly. We'll just be our own show there once a month, just us. That's it. All right, Kat, go ahead. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed the show. If you haven't already, make sure to like, subscribe, and hit that notification button. If you want to support the show, you can do so by donating to us on Anchor Monthly for as little as 99 cents. Or support us by shopping our links like Amazon, Disney Store, and Garden Grocer on DiningAtDisney.com. I'm going to read Bubba's bit too. Um, As far as Dining at Disney, you can visit DiningAtDisney.com and follow us on all social medias. And for all your Disney, Universal, and Cruise travel, contact Kristen at ThemeParksAndCruises at gmail.com. Her services are free and she will send you on the best vacation of your entire life. Uh, Aljon, tell us about some other podcasts that people should listen to. Hey, don't forget Kat's podcast, Eat the Pictures. She's got some awesome content coming up. They're bite-sized and they're an awesome listen to, especially on your way to work or coming back home. It's great. And if you enjoy this podcast as well, you might want to check out our sister podcast, The Disney List, with Kristen and myself. Also, Skull Rock Podcast with myself and former Disney creative Dave Bossert. Also, WDW Park Hoppers the Disney Park Podcast, and of course our friends at Sorcerer Radio at srsounds.com. 
the longest-running fan-run Disney station streaming on the internet. And don't forget to check out our Facebook group, Dining at Disney, as well as the Disney Dorks, our good friends, and our friends at the Source Radio Disney Fun Zone. All great groups that you can join for free and join the community in Disney discussion. And Kat, you can tag us out. Okay, until next time, I'm Kat. That was Al John. Bon appetit. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment and informational purposes. All other trademarks mentioned on the property of their respective owners. 